podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash fmlfpl. We are back potting. It's Monday night. Still bright in Cardiff tomorrow to end the game week. There's still all the Champions League second legs, but here we are. Gigantic double game week 35 ahead of us. How are you feeling? Well, I uh, woke up with two more points than I have right now, I'll tell you that. <laughs> other, 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 other than Troitini. Troitini. Everything else is okay. If you hear Troitini and you're not making like Italian hands, I, I uh. don't know. I don't know why you listen to this pod, really. Yeah. So what's up, dude? Rough, rough day for you, but how's the week on? Yeah, pretty good. I mean, I I'm on sixty five after the negative two from Dini. I just look for <laughs> negative point opportunities anywhere I can find them. But you know, wild card generally pretty okay. Um, obviously miffed about the final. Switches in my team that I made on Friday morning, but I don't really want to talk about it because it just brings up bad feelings. And you know, Yorente, a little bit upsetting that he got only the assist based on the chances and the XG that he put up. He he should have gotten one goal in that game, certainly. He, he should have at least had one goal. He realistically could have had like a quadruple return. Well, I don't like to talk about the could-haves with no, a player as bad as Llorente, yeah. but he should have scored one of the three good chances for, you know, he had enough good chances for a player like him to have scored one. Is yeah, basically yeah. where it yes. comes down to. Yes, and then you know that that would have been a fourteen extra fourteen points for me with the BAPS if he double returned in there. Well, yeah, maybe it would have been because he captained him. Yeah, it would have been twelve. I guess Luke, Lucas with the hat trick would would have could. But either way, so anyway, you know, I'm I'm still happy with the captaincy shout that I went with him, even though it was a, a pretty comical to just think about. Um, and you know my rationale I explained in Lambs and it, it came in right like some didn't start and Erickson you know he was creating a lot of chances but Llorente even though he scored one less point still felt in hindsight I would have done it again if I saw the team sheet I would still want to captain Llorente over Erickson if I saw them both in there so yeah I was kind of the- curious where you were going to come on this if you were going to be really like negative on him or whatever but I I feel exactly how you feel right now like when I was watching that game I was just thinking like good job by pod partner there like that's a fucking good job whether he gets these goals or not he's getting all of the chances his numbers were fucking stupid good you know and he looked good and except for finishing maybe but yeah that uh, that I felt the same way as you did with yeah. the captain yeah yeah um, and then, yeah, I mean, I had like, you know, Raz came in with the brace and Ret- Redders obviously braced because it's the end of the season, so <laughs> oh that was easy. God. Everyone's then, jizzing over that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, when, it, when I, know, I, I know start, I you, yeah. when I get that tone in my voice, when I start talking about a player on the pod and you are like, oh, fuck, okay, like I need to figure out what to, how to get this guy in because Walsh does this like four times a year. Yeah. And that, I mean, Redman last pod was one of them. So that, that felt nice that he came in. I mean, he's basically was playing striker and so that was chill vibes. And then, I mean, I think honestly, like the wild card, you know, having the, 
Huddersfield are that bad. I mean, they were just they played like a, t- a good twenty minute spell. But having the three, I have I have Son Eriksson and Urente. Like having the three Spurs attackers felt like pretty good, and to try and exploit that game, and then looking at you know the rest of the fixtures are good, and you know Kuhn didn't show up too well, but you know City having having Sterling, Aguero, and Ederson feels pretty good spine, and I think honestly the thing that's going to really I'm glad I stuck with is having the triple Liverpool defense. I mean, I benched Van Dyke to start the fullbacks because attacking in 10 LOL, but I, I had Robertson and Trent in there, and that I mean, this, the 14 points was still big. But you know, I'm glad I went with them, and I didn't get too like blinded by the doubles, yeah. and I just stuck in three Liverpool defenders because I think they're the best defense in the league. And I think that they're going to pay dividends for me moving forward. So that feels good. So I mean, generally speaking, I was I was obviously waking up this morning thinking I'm going to save, and now with the, with the red card, I have, I'm going to have to do something. But in general, I, I feel pretty good about my wild card, and uh, I, I'm still probably thinking of bench boosting to see what the deal is with Urante's injury. Um, I still don't really know what happened to him. It didn't seem like he was injured at all. Yeah, it was, he kind of just like started rubbing his leg, and then before you knew it, Sun came on with like three minutes to go. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it was kind of weird. Maybe we'll get something. Yeah. And yeah. It, like, I feel like if he's on the bench in the Champions League fixture, he's probably fine. Well, yeah. Well, then he's fit. I, and and the other thing that must be said is, I don't fucking care if he plays at City in the league. I want him for the Brighton game. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. In generally speaking, you know, wild card went pretty well. I'm on a green arrow. We'll see. I have Duffy tomorrow, um, so we'll see what happens with the everyone with their fucking Brighton assets and shit. But hey, you know, sixty five Duffy to go. Um, we'll we'll see. We'll see. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I'm also on a green, so I'm also feeling pretty decent. I'm on sixty three, but I took a hit, so fifty nine. My hit was a, as bad as it could get because I transferred out Brooks for Sun as part of it. So that's just a giant negative. But you know, Vert kept a clean, Sun captain very fucking squeaky bum came through in the end. Four minutes or three minutes, four points, just just the way I like it. But um yeah, I don't know. Lucky some some stuff went my way, you know, keeping Raz, which a lot of people ditched Raz on wildcard with their only city attacker being Kuhn. Obviously, I'm not on wildcard, so I still had Salah. That's a nice eight-pointer for me. Double Liverpool defense, that's good. Tom fucking came through with the clean, finally. Seven-pointer from Tom felt really good. I went four out of four cleans at the back, which really just you know buoyed me because my forward line all blanked and my captain was subpar, so... All, all pretty much good. McNeil eight first on my bench is pretty frustrating with people like fucking Davy Boy getting twenty points off his bench. But you know, it is what it is. I'm pretty, pretty happy with it overall. And you got more points than many wildcard teams. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We still, we still don't have the game tomorrow in in, in there. But yeah, yeah, totally. Um, looking forward, it's going to be a little more tricky. You know, I don't have. I have like three doublers, but you know, we'll we'll get there. Um, all right, let me housekeeping. So it's kind of weird housekeeping because the game week's not even over. But as is the mug leader for April right now is Matt Tucker, Austrian Matt Tucker, aka Witness Me. Shout out to Goal Scores Challenge, Still Magic Mike, and top of the FML Field Public League. It's looking like Pajolski and FC Coconut Water are tied for top of the table. So huge title race going on in the in FML Field Public League, which is good to see. All right. Anywhere you want to kick off? Maybe you want to start with questions. Um, I kind of wanted to just 
talk about Spurs. I'm not sure how much else okay. there is to talk about Spurs, but like you said, I mean, picking on them to to batter Huddersfield, who are, are probably, I was thinking about it earlier, they're probably the worst team that you or I have ever seen in the Premier League. Like I, yeah, I like last six, five, six years. Yeah, ago. we weren't like around when Darby had like five points or whatever the fuck they did. They did, but I don't know. I just thought Spurs. It's interesting how good they still are when they lose Kane, um, and it it obviously changed your wild card plans a lot with the Kane injury. It changed my transfers a lot because I was planning on bringing in Kane, and I went with Son, and and you went Yorente Son. Um, someone who we weren't considering at all. I don't. I don't really have specific things I want to talk about, but I just think they're still really good. And Sun should be should bump up a million spots from where we were on him from last pod to just being like a really good asset. And Urente is probably a good pick through the season, and Lucas is even a shout. Um, I just think they're good. That's mainly what I wanted to say. Yeah. No. I- that's that's fair. I, I like that starting point. The thing that I'm like very not sure about what's going to happen is like game week 36, 37, 38, because you know, he's going to be half managing the rotation and half looking at the matchups. And it's very obvious to me that City is not a team that he wants to play your rent. Like that's a Sun and Lucas. Yeah, yeah. Like I agree with AC play play off the counter. So I don't know. 36 to 38, like what the lineup's going to be because Lucas and Son are both better than Urente. Like that's not a comparison, but they're not better together without Urente against these shitty ass teams when they're going to have 60% possession. Yeah. So if like, I, I don't know to how. Guess, I think Urente's in against, you know, home West Ham away, Bournemouth, home Everton, and, and home Brighton, even in the double. That's my guess, at least. Yeah, that I I agree. I, I think it would be like I'll just figure out and play one less DM or don't play fucking five defenders or do something like that to put Son Lucas Erickson. Like he could fit them all in. So I, that's one thing. But yeah, I mean, Urente's performance was just like a little bit shocking because obviously he didn't finish his chance. He's a fucking donkey, but. I mean, he looked like he was like Rondon. The hold up and the touches and the the class and the dropping deep, the movement. It was. I couldn't say. Couldn't say enough about it. It was just a fantastic performance. The entire thing. And I mean, they just didn't lose a step, which was a concern of mine because I did play around a lot with a lot of like Spurs defenders because I was just concerned about would they batter these bad teams. Granted, they have the City game, but the other five fixtures, including the Huddersfield one, I was like, are they going to score more than two? Like, I don't know if they can do that. And that just kind of like assuaged my fears of that. And I, I yeah, I think that they're probably going to be in, in and around three goals a game and, and still be good clean sheet shouts for the rest of the fixture of the season outside of City. So, you know, having three Spurs seems like a pretty straightforward thing, right? Yeah, I, I think it's, it's, it's pretty easy to have, like, at least, like, Sun plus one, whether that's, you know, Erickson, Lucas, Urente. I, I really like the Urente pick. Just, I mean, he did this last time Kane was out, and they, Spurs weren't, like, dominant, like scoring four goals a game when, when Kane was out, but they did win every single game. And there were a lot of like one nils, two ones, three ones and shit like that. And Urente was, uh, he had a bunch of returns. I mean, 24, 25, 26, he had four returns, you know? So I just think 
Hotch has built the team in a way, and Sun is so good as like a one and a half of a striker and a winger and a midfielder or whatever like weird combination of a person he is that when they lose Kane and they can bring in Llorente who's pretty good at hold up and and movement and just basic striker things like they don't really like lose that much and which is weird because Kane is a fucking world superstar but it just built that way and uh, I just yeah they're just good I just like them yeah I I mean you know we did like joke about doing an emergency pod when Kane went out because yeah. our pod last week was like kind of out the window when Kane died yeah. uh, to a degree but it's funny like on Slack the progression I think like Eric like you know my my magic boy on there it was like what about your rent and I was like what get the fuck out of here like shut <laughs> up and then I but like that was like my immediate reaction yeah, but when yeah. I like did some more digging I was like I mean, you're fucking dumb if you don't have your rent. He's five million. Yeah, like, exactly. He's like fucking cheaper. He's five million. Like, yeah, it's, it's just it's stupid. That it's just dumb. So, um, yeah, he's he's, he's a good pick. I mean, he's he's gonna he's gonna tick tick along unless if this injury is like a real thing and we we just don't know about it yet. But yeah, five one. Like you know, if you had Dini and he just died, like there, that's the swap you make, obviously. And you know, your rent could be like a sneaky source of just. Consistent points, ish points a game outside of the city. Like you know, for the rest of the season, I wouldn't be surprised if he averages like six points per game. Yeah, and it's really game game week or whatever convenient that City is the first match in their double because he probably wasn't going to start that one anyway. So even if he goes into the weekend yellow flag and Potch is probably going to be like you know sneaky in the press conference and not give us give away too much like he'll still probably play Brighton unless it's something serious that they're really hiding you know so yeah he's just a good pick that's all I wanted to say about that okay his numbers were fucking absurd (laughs) against Huddy I mean he he yeah that's again it's it's the same thing it's just like if you're playing Huddersfield you need to be seriously considering a player from that team as captaincy because they're they're that bad. It's that's they're the thing. That and, bad. You know, we were talking about who was being compared to him on. So we were talking about captaincy about it was um, oh, me sitting Sun People and someone were, else captaining yeah. Raz. No, yeah, we were like it's it's not obviously Raz came with a brace and Sun didn't start at four points or whatever, but. You know, you look at those two players heading into the weekend, and they had, I would say, identical risk of not starting based on what was going to come midweek, and you know the importance of that they play for the team. Like Poch has shown that he does not start Sun when they have fixture pileups over the past two months or so since he came back from that second or fifth Asian trip or whatever. And then same with Raz, like he's been playing a lot of minutes lately, and, and they and had they a very pl- important- and they played on Sunday. I think is something that we yeah. didn't even talk about on Slack. They they had a day less rest, you know, so yeah, it's arguably riskier. So, yeah, so both of those things, but at the end of the day, like the fixtures are not in the same conversation of playing Huddersfield at home compared to going to Selhurst. They're just not comparable. That's like saying, you know, going to Arsenal compared to like home Bournemouth or something to me. It's it's just one of those. So I mean hindsight obviously it's like everyone's oh, like, yeah. fuck, I wish I captain Raz. Like, yeah, you fucking braced. But you know, I, I don't have time to sit here and listen to be like if someone's trying to tell me that Raz was like a better captaincy pick. Like he was definitely not better. You could make a case for him and you can acknowledge the fact that he's close enough as as son risk level 
that you're going to take a gamble and a chance to do that when right. you look at what the EO percentage and the perceived captaincy around Sun's going to be. Like that's that's what I'm thinking, and that's really what it was. But I mean, it was reflective in the scores too, right? I mean, City won a kind of tight cagey. I mean, they they were obviously the better team. I'm not trying to say anything other than that, but kind of tight cagey three one where the the third goal was in the the dying minutes and. Spurs played Huddersfield without Son or Kane and easily won four nil. Like that, yeah, and I mean, yeah. you know, we we were starting Dan and Kelly at center back, which you know yeah. doesn't go. You know, not going to miss that. I mean, it's not like we're the the same Palace we were maybe ten game weeks ago, and we were even better. Right. But even still, like there, there's just no comparison to how bad Huddersfield are. Yeah, it's new levels okay. of bad. It's it's. Yeah. What what are their fixtures on the end of the season? They're. Home Watford, away Liverpool, home United, away Southampton. Oh my God. Triple up on all those teams. Fuck. Um, Yeah, let's just do some questions, though. There's a ton of questions. Um, Chucky on Slack, which premium striker do you want till the end of the season? Thought this was an interesting one because uh, obviously the Kane thing, but he said loads of options. There's Bob, Kuhn, Vardy, Laka, Obbs, etc. I mean, Kuhn is obvious, and I think most people are probably already on him. And I mean, Manchester City's fixtures are fucking out of control with the how like fast they're coming and the the very little rest in between. And even though they're down one nil going into the second leg, they're still favored to go through in the Champions League, which would just add two more semifinal fixtures to their to their list. So I, I am a bit worried about Kuhn just getting like super managed, but. He's the obvious one, but who else do you like? Uh, just before we move off Kuhn, I mean, the one other thing that must be said here is that he basically didn't play against Palace, and they have three aways and two homes to finish the season. And, you know, it just... I'm not confident that he's going to be really worth his tag. Yeah. No, it's it's a hard sell. You're not going to captain yeah. him in any except for maybe Home, home Lester. Yeah. yeah. Home Lester, I'm I am actually I mean I have him so I'm hamstrung here but I'm thinking of maybe triple capping that game. Yeah. I that, might wait to 38, I'm yeah. not sure but I mean it's it's very clear, you know, when they play away, we've been talking about it on and off throughout the season like not like that much but you know, and and he does pop up with a good away haul like once in a blue moon. But generally speaking, he's doing his damage at home. And if he gets something away, it's kind of like lucky. He's like snatching at half chances. He's just not. The game's just different, you know. So that's that with Kuhn. So I would. I mean, eleven seven still really pricey. You know, I, so I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. And like you mentioned, you know, a lot of games coming up. I don't know how many he's in. He could. He could. He could not start two games. He could play. He could play three or four. What do they have? Five. He could play three of the five games. I wouldn't be surprised. And if that's the case, then that's not worth twelve million. That's I wonder if Kevin awful. is just better than Kuhn for fantasy at this point. Yeah, with the that's what I'm saying. With the aways, yeah. like you know, Raz came in with the brace, like and saving I don't two know. million. Yeah, two the two millions a lot, and I, I mean, I do still think that they're going to keep some cleans. I mean, Bernardo yeah. take a bow because he conceded the <laughs> he gave the he gave the clean sheet away. But I think they're going to keep some cleans. I mean, I think they'll keep one in 35, and then they could keep three for the rest of this. I mean, they could keep four or five cleans. I don't think that that's unreasonable. Yeah, yeah, they could do anything, yeah. 
So yeah, there are a lot of options. Like Kevin, like Raz, obviously we always have been talking about when Raz plays on the right with Sané, that's when he gets his tap-ins, and then sure enough, he should have had a hat, got two. And so, I mean, if that persists and they have these away games, yeah, I don't know about Kuhn. I'm not sure. Yeah. But um, other other than that, in the premium bracket, there's just no one I like. I, yeah. I just There's no one. Like I, I think Mo is back in there just because the rest of the fixtures are absolute cakewalk, and you know he should get. He's going to be more rested than any of these guys that have doubles in thirty five. So I think that's probably a safe pick. But like Obs, Lock, I, it's still same. No new info. I, I don't know what team Emery's playing. I don't want to spend ten it's eleven million to find man. out. It's been a nightmare all season. Like you yeah. know, is Mkhitaryan like Otsal? Like we, Ramsey's like every fucking player's in and out every day. So there's just nothing there. I still don't think Bob. And Bob's been playing better performance wise, but for the nine plus, I just he's he's just not there for me. It's just, I, I, it, I really, their defense is too good to get Bob. I, I think. Yeah, because you, you'd rather have one of the mids, and then you'd rather have two defenders probably. Yeah, I I am a little bit intrigued by Lukaku. Um, I, I did play around with him for a little while on really? the wild card team. Yeah, I mean, I was just a little bit too concerned because I don't know what the first choice attack is for him anymore because he's had, you know, the first few games that OGS came in, he was playing Tone, Lings, and Rash, and they were so good. And then one, two, or all three of them have been injured on and off since like the third game he's been in charge. So, I mean, to me, that's their best front three, but I don't know if that's what he's going to be doing moving forward. I, I just feel like there's just, you got to spend your money somewhere. And he was bad this weekend. They were really bad against West Ham, but you know, they have Huddersfield and Cardiff 37, 38. So, I mean, the timing would be sensitive, but I could see maybe this is one for the future, one you could probably wait until 37, but. I mean, you can't tell me having like two United players for those last two games oh, yeah. isn't going to get points. So, so you know, I want to. Maybe I'm just more like interested to see what teams they play the next couple games, and I'm I'm going to wait because they do have City and Chelsea coming up. But I'm just trying to look at like the 10 million range strikers, just any name that's popping out. Luka, Lukaku's there at least. Uh, what I would kill for, just from like a. I want to see how it works. Perspective is because for me, Rashford is. By far their best center forward. Like they have looked the best under OGS all season when Rashford is playing down the middle, in my opinion. I would kill for, for them to try or for OGS to try like Rom at right wing, kind of, you know, a little bit of Belgium, Roberto Martinez style in there because that has been like just a, a hole of not much attacking contributions, whether it's like Mata, Dallo, the rare Alexis appearance or something. I would just, I don't know. Just, I would love to see that because I think that would be a good front line of Tony Rash and Lukaku that, in a way that doesn't like negatively affect Manchester United like it does when Lukaku's down the middle. Yeah, I mean, or also he against these bad teams, maybe in thirty-seven, thirty-eight, like he or Everton coming up. Like he, he could definitely go into a four-two-three-one with like Fred and McTominay or something like that against bad teams, and play Mata ten, which is literally the only position he can play in this division right now in his career. And but then that'll always be left. Paul, right? 
Oh, I keep forgetting that Paul's exist. Well, I mean, maybe Paul plays left. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. that's that's work. the problem. Uh, I mean, Paul. Oh, come on. See, that's how much I think about Paul. I don't. I don't even know he's on the team. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm super interested, like you said, for thirty-seven, thirty-eight, and just like a Paul Rash double up or something like that. And maybe if they if they start playing well or something, maybe even a triple cap in one of those. Because yeah, yeah could I, be. it's just a new could level be. of bad Huddersfield. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, not not many forwards that are uh, no, tic- there's not. tickling I mean, our that, fantasy. Yeah, and that's why. I mean, <laughs> I just said tickling our fantasy, <laughs> fantasy my fantasy my life. Yeah, I which is kind of why like four five one five four one very advi- very fine to do that. Well, I do like other strikers, but cheap ones, not premium ones. So I, I don't really like like a four five one or something like that because I do think like. Jimenez is still really good. We just talked a lot about Llorente. There are other like punts down there, but for spending over seven four, which is Rash's price on anyone but Kuhn, just seems so stupid. Yeah, it's like Jimenez just doesn't exist on my FPL yeah, transfer yeah. I page. Know, I or know. He doesn't exist, so I forget about him. I apologize. I know. For I know. Um, J. Cole, who are the best teams with doubles and a good final few games that we should be looking at? And this is just like a big general question but uh, I mean I mean it's Spurs obviously yeah Spurs we already talked about and City are, obviously yeah City even though their fixtures aren't like that good they their don't really have great, bad but they're, they're yeah, the best they don't have they still don't have a bad fixture they're the best team in the division or yeah. Liverpool or whatever but yeah. I mean Arsenal also like leap off the page the main issue as we've discussed is they have no FPL assets really they have like Leno and like Koscielny. Those are their best FPL assets, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, they have the game on Thursday, and then they have this was their first away clean sheet. Is that of the season, or is this their second? Yeah, of the season. First away, and they have three aways in the the, the last five, so I don't don't fucking know, dude. Arsenal? Again, it's fixtures. Just answering the question of the fixtures. Their fixtures are stupid, but... Yeah, that's absurd, yeah. I don't know. I don't know who you purchase. I mean, picking I have class. Up, picking up players, ridiculous. Yeah, I have Kolasinac, and he's like played zero minutes today. I mean, I don't know if he's just not going. He could play zero minutes for the rest of the season for all I know. Oh, yeah, the way Emery, the way possible. Emery runs his team, like I just don't know. So, or he's rested for Europe and he's going to play next. Like I don't fucking fuck me. But. Yeah, and then a, a couple other like cheaper teams. I, I really like. How Watford played today and how they've been playing recently, and they have really good double fixtures and mostly good fixtures for the end of the season. And Southampton are flying right now, and they have all good fixtures for the rest of the season. Not great, oh, two aways this week, but they're good. So I like voting yeah. on those teams too. Yeah, I like that chat. Yeah, I mean, Southampton gets to play Huddersfield at home in 38, which could be big triple captain Nathan know. Redmond. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that. Oh my god, that would be so, what if we both did that would be fun. <laughs> and then they have they have like home Bournemouth thirty six at West Ham thirty seven. So yeah, they look good too. I, I like both those shots a lot for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um a couple questions on people who are like not free hitting and didn't have their wild card in, in my position basically. We got DW on Slack. How many double game winkers should you have in your squad this week if you're not on free hit slash wildcard? And then how much should I you know, syringe emoji for hits. Minus eight, twelve, twenty-four, LOL. And then Jeff D on Slack. Early wildcard users like me are stuck with not appealing or bad options like Vardy, Felipe, Bennett, Cola. 
do we risk bench boosting with a squad of players like that next week, or do we take hits for bench boost? How do we go from here? Um, I mean, the first thing, I feel like a broken record, but the taking hits to use bench boost is like an oxymoron. I, I don't understand. That just it doesn't make sense. It's like, should I take hits to get net zero? It's like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> That's not like how it works. But so the other more broad question is like, there's obviously no guidebook or like general rule of like you should take no more than a minus eight or something yeah. when you're looking at your team or whatever. But you know, you look at you know, you have your Bournemouth players who I still believe are on the beach because. Why wouldn't they be on the beach? But they have home. They have home Fulham. It's like you know, you're gonna take a hit to get like Jerry D in for phrase. Like, is Jerry no. D gonna play two games? I don't know. You know, no. the, even if he plays one, like it's just like ah, those things are really close calls. So I think you know Vardy's like playing fucking West Ham. Like, is that bad? That's not bad. That's great. Yeah. So they, they, West Ham got their fucking. Two matches that they sort of care about out of the way, so they should just be back to being awful. I I mean, hitting Bennett out is the most obvious transfer you can make all season. So even if it's say his Cody or replace him with any defender on Wolves, maybe even same. I mean, Doc is a piece of shit, but just take a hit to get them out because they're fucking awful and they're never going to keep a clean sheet again. (laughs) Ever again. But you know, you you have to balance like who the fixtures are for the little single guy you have and then also the double you're getting. Like, you know, if you get someone like Paul in, you're like pretty good confidence that he's going to play both and it's like, okay, so I'm pretty reliably going to get the four-point floor then like okay you you can factor that in but you know if you're going to get some winger who could still just start one then you're, what are you doing like you're taking a hit to just fuck yourself so just that that's probably what I would say what, yeah. what do you anything i missed or what do, what no, do you think No no I, I agree i echo all of that and then also just shit that we've been talking about since game week 32 is just like hitting for maybe like a defender or goalkeeper is is sort of safer um which is why we went five on the back heavy defense yada 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 you've all heard it before but you know like if you're you have like some fucking goalie playing you know say some horrible fixture you have Tom Heaton like me and he's away at Chelsea and you can you know hit in a, a nailed Foster. goalie with two good fixtures, like that's fine. Like it's it's the type it's the time of the season where I like taking aggressive lines, um, and I like taking hits in in bad places. It often yields more points, but taking hits just like for the fuck of it when you have like nailed guys with a decent fixture is just that's not sensical at all. So yeah, yeah, good one. Um, blob on Slack. His real name on Slack is like blah, 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 blah but I, I didn't want to go there. If we're focused on winning a specific mini league, we get this question every week. Which strategy should we be adopting for the end game depending on our points? For example, if we're trailing yeah, by yeah, 50, yeah, got it, got it, and blah, 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 blah. blah. I wish either of us cared about mini leagues. Uh, like even one tiny little if, bit. If, if you think I don't care about beating Derek, you're, you don't know me. Okay. I want to beat Derek so badly. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, oh yeah. I really I, want to beat I Derek. I never even look at mini leagues in my but life. The, the thing is, like, if you beat me or Guest beats me or Nathan beats me, I'm 
don't give a fuck. I <laughs> want to beat the fuck out of Derek. Like if I don't beat Derek, I will be very upset. Oh, that's funny. So that that's one thing. But keep going with what no. You're I was just about. saying. Like I, I wish we had more experience. Maybe I should say about caring about mini leagues because I don't. I'm never in these positions because I don't fucking even look at it. I only look at my overall rank. But going forward, I don't know. How do you approach it? This is is very like team specific, league specific. I don't know how to approach this. Like, what? Well, I don't have a good answer. Do you have stuff to yeah, say? I mean, I I still think that you will do the best if you just pick the players you think will get points. Get rid of the players on your team who get red cards like Troy Deeney, or you think will not get points because they have bad fixtures. You need to just trust that by you optimizing your own team selection, that getting the most points will just be your put you in your best position. I wouldn't want to like. Do things I wouldn't normally do, i.e., like get a more punty player because the guy who I'm fighting with in my mini league has him or has the guy I want or whatever until like really like game week 36, probably. Like I would need like 36 would be the first time I would look at it and be like, I'm down by 56 points. Like we have seven of the same players. We have, you know, four spots changed. We only have three more free transfers. You know, if I get like Ericsson. And he has him. Like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. I'm not winning. I'm not overtaking him. If I get Erickson, like, I need to get someone who could spike, you know, a couple braces in, yeah, in three you, games. You can you can catch up like twenty points a week. Like, that's not crazy at all. No, that's that's very doable. But that's what I, that like something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. But you know, at the same time, like, if I'm sitting here in game week thirty four or whatever the fuck game week we're in, and I'm like hundred and fifty points down, I'm like, I'm just not gonna overtake that person. And I would just look to what else I feel like doing, like you know, reevaluate what you're doing, because that's that's not a realistic outcome to me. Something like that, you know. Yeah, yeah, I think that sounds right to me. I wish I had more to say, but I just don't. Um, Ross on Slack with with the trigger warning for Ross. He says, "Sorry in advance for the anger this brings you, Walsh." <laughs> he says, "I know you fucking hate Wolves, but is throwing my triple cap on Jimenez this week insanity? He has two decent home fixtures, pretty much nailed 180 minutes, been consistent stream of points and bones all season." Yeah, I, I will recuse myself. So you you take this one. I don't think it's insane at all, and I might do it too. I I think. I mean, basically for all the reasons that, that you just said, Rossi boy. So, I mean, you compare him to other guys who probably, you know, more people would triple cap, whether it's a city guy or Salah or like, you know, just someone on a top team doubling or something. I think Jimenez probably compares favorably to almost all of them except for like Raz and Salah or something in terms of consistency and I really like the fixtures for Wolves um, I mean they did just get completely spanked by Southampton which is not the best look but I still thought Jimenez was pretty good and um, yeah I think it's a very reasonable safe good triple cap but you know I, that, wonder, like, I don't do think, think he's the only one you know do you think it's kind of like Pina coladas or daiquiris or like rum punches. Like, what do you think that they're serving after that game? After, <laughs> after they getting got fucking dismantled by alive by Southampton. What do you What do you think they're drinking in that locker room? Oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. What What's like the Portuguese drink of choice? That's like you know because that's obviously all they serve. I'm sure their entire staff is just Portuguese that were brought in. 
Caprinhas are uh, Brazilian. I don't know. It's basically the same thing to me. I'm There's a like a thing. Yeah. I was just in Portugal. There's a thing called like Aguaridente or something like that. It's just basically just like a fucking nail polish remover or something. My friends were drinking it the whole time and it was just, I would like smell it and get a little bit drunk and it was just insanity. So maybe that's what they're serving. I don't know. Sounds fun. Okay. No, nail polish remover, get in there. Yeah, get the fuck in there. But yeah, I mean, he, he's he's very good. So that's that's good. Um, Jabron on Slack. I went for Alon's favorite punt slash cunt Vards on wildcard. I'm kind of stuck at this price point now. Would you move to Bobby Rash or Laka for 35 or just move to lower prices and upgrade a son Erickson to Mane? Or, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even consider transferring him out. Vards, yeah. What are it's we talking like, about? He's just good. He's playing West Ham. He's playing yeah. West Ham this week. He's just good. Trans- do, it, do it next week. Yeah, yeah. Think about it next yeah. week. Yeah. yeah. Ricky Chubbs um, asking about chips. He, he has his bench boost and triple cap left. He, uh, what? This is, this is weird. Confirm that Game Week 35 is the best for bench boost, assuming you somewhat recently wildcard have 14 to 15 good lads. And two, where should we be targeting triple cap? I mean, I feel like the triple cap is more the relevant question. Like, if you wildcarded, then you should just bench boost in 35. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, triple cap. It's it's getting late in the season. We both still have our triple caps. Like, what's up? I mean, I think it's a pretty useless chip anyway. It's like basically getting huge upside, though. I mean, does it? I I, I guess some people hit like fucking Alexis triple cap, and it's like a trillion points. So I mean, that's that's fair. But earlier in the season, you know, like people hit that. Yeah, but like I don't hit. Like, come on, well, like I'm we're gonna, gonna hit, hit that. It, but Me or you are gonna hit that. Like, no, we're on. never ever gonna hit. For that. sure not. I, I'm like, where's Blassie? He's not on Palace page anymore. Like, how, who am I in triple cap this year? I don't know. <laughs> Andy Carroll might out start. Yeah, get him yeah. on the triple cap. Um, well, I think like with the Dini red card, like I don't know your rent. Like I'm, I'm like suddenly like a little bit scrambling for 15. So I could see if you have like another injury or you have like I mean class and etch. Like I, I don't know what's happening. Maybe it's triple captain instead of bench boost this week. I'll probably still bench boost. But the difference to me is like that having both of the goalkeepers on four fixtures is so big. For the bench boost, like that, that's that's I've, like I've why said it, bench boost more yeah, than like anything. Yeah, I've I've said it over and over again that the most important thing to me with bench boost is the backup goalkeeper, and let alone both of them on those on on having those four fixtures is just really big. So even if you don't hit, well, you will not hit two starts from every other player in your fucking team who you have on the double game week. That's just never happens. Never. Like if you cause then you're like, oh well like this nine million midfielder I have only played once and this like six million fullback played once. So I should have benched them and then done this and I should have triple captain, right? Like that's not how the game works. So like you still want to get the most bites out that you can with the bench boost and having those extra fixtures is what it kind of is is, is what makes it good. Yeah. But at the same time, like you know, it's the same argument with triple captain. Like you're trying to get that third player, and so you're you're trying to play with 13 men instead of 12 that that game week with that guy. So having those extra minutes played, and then let alone however many extra returns he might get, you know, they're they're both anywhere between like three and 25 points. So it's just it's fucking luck. I don't know what am I? I don't even know what I'm talking. Yeah, about there's right a lot now. of luck there. Shit. But basically, for triple cap, for me at least. If I don't use it on Jimenez this week, which I, I don't know yet, but I really want to see the Champions League 
fixtures going forward because most likely it'll be like Salah or Raz, something like that. And one of their, they both, both Liverpool and City have really good fixtures, 36, 37, 38. I think that's very reasonable. You can also just look at Huddersfield's schedule and say like maybe Manchester United player like we mentioned in 37 or something like that. But that that's who I'm looking at at least as is. Yeah, City and Liverpool, I mean, especially like they're basically the only teams with the most to play for, kind of. Yeah, I mean, the other teams are playing for top four, et cetera, but they're the. Yeah, but this is like. They're the really best teams like, and yeah. have to win every single game. So that's yeah. good. So, yeah. So, I mean, an attacker from one of those two teams is definitely. Seems good. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning towards just off the top of my head right now, probably leaning more towards City just because of what we've really seen from Liverpool all season where. They're not the type of team to just like score six against Huddersfield because they just take their leads and just sit on them. That their defense is so good that they just lean on it and don't burn themselves out like they did last season and just chill. So, you know, I think City and in, in any of the away Burnley home Leicester, which home Leicester is probably the best one, and away Brighton, like they they could score five, six, seven because they just that's what they do. Instead of leaning on their defense, they just play in possession and, and keep creating chances. So yeah, I don't know. The chance of like nailing like a triple return or some shit is probably I think City have a better chance of doing that. I agree. Um we kind of answered this, but maybe there's more guys. Camye on Slack. Where do we go from Dini besides toaster baths? Baths. Yeah, I mean, Urente we talked about, but I, I still think like Gray is just a fine lateral move. Um, yeah. They're the exact same price, and obviously they have the same fixtures on the same team. <laughs> and I think, you know, he, he's barely played this season. He's rapid. I'm sure he's, he's in fine fitness to be able to. To be able to play on two days rest, and they, you know, they really don't have much in the way of replacements for him. Like, I mean, they're not going to start like Jerry D, like solo, or I mean, success. success I think that, that, sh- that ship is long. Sailed. He was he's he just, was horrible when he stepped down today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just not at the level. Unfortunately, he hasn't really made that step up. He probably should go to like you know France or something. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I think Gray's Gray's a pretty pretty obvious pick. I mean, what do you you were talking about Ings? What do you what do you think about Ings? Yeah, I mean, he's obviously more punty. He's he's made of. I think someone on Slack said he's made of wet paper, which is like you know that's pretty good description of like his his tendons, I would say. But you know, I mean, Southampton are playing really really well. They're in some of the best form of any of the teams in the league outside of Liverpool and City, probably. Um, and you know the fixtures aren't fantastic. They're both away, but pretty much all season, especially since Hasenhutl's come in, like Ings has been just like really consistently good when he plays. The problem is he never plays because he's always fucking dead. But when he does play, he has like a, a high goal involvement, like lots of returns, like good like returns per minute, underlying numbers, etc. He was good versus Wolves. So I think even though you know he barely has bones inside of his body. He can maybe play 60 in both, something like that, if if Hasanu is going to manage him. Or maybe he plays like 90 and 30, something like that. And I think like he's just good, and Southampton are good. So decent, decent guy, I think. 
Yeah, okay. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not too in there with things, but I think you could do worse. Yeah, I mean, he was like Southampton's best attacking performance of the season was was this this weekend against Wolves. You know, so you're catching them kind of at the right time, which is nice. Um, and Ings was really good and really central in a lot of that. So you know, that was good. Um, and let's see, two, three more. Um, Davy Boy on Slack. Can we have a little chat about one week punts for those of us on free hit? So there are some free yeah. hitters out there. Our our one total listener on free hit. No, Dave. there there are a few. One week punt. I mean, one it's, week it's punt's weird. Yeah, it's really weird because the thing that's unusual about it is that pretty much everyone on the double game week that has good fixtures have good fixtures for the run in. Yeah, like you right, know, like right, right. like Brighton have fucking diabolical fixtures in the run-in, but they also don't really have good fixtures in 35. They're both away and they're fucking horrible. So like that's kind of a weird thing. But maybe like Manchester United? Like maybe like Rash. I know it sounds stupid that he's a punt, but I doubt he's in a lot of wild card teams, which means like yeah, we, he's not need, highly yeah. owned. We need to see what team they play on uh on Tuesday or Wednesday or whenever the yeah. fuck they're going to Barca, but like I think Paul, just because you know he's playing both games, I, he was yeah, I mean, again yeah. so bad in open play from an FPL standpoint. And West Ham he just were was by far the better team, I thought. Yeah, yeah no, I wasn't close, but I mean, he's nowhere near, nowhere near getting a return in open play in that game. But you know, they have at Everton. I mean, they're playing. So it's just a, a lucky pen that's like a yep. six, seven point goal. Like I think, like that's the kind of one week punt that I would be. Looking at it, is just like kind of guys in the doubles who who I think are going to play both. I like Arsenal. I get it. Their home palace at Wolves, yeah. and, and those are pretty good fixtures. I understand that. I would almost just like Kachelny. Maybe if he doesn't die yeah, on like Thursday, if he, yeah. if he if he plays Thursday and doesn't die, like Leno, I like a little bit. Like maybe that's your goalkeeper, Foster. I don't know. I just I don't I don't know what's going on over there, but you know I, again back to like Gray they they play Huddersfield one of their games yeah, is Huddersfield. Gray so, is, is a really good punt I think yeah Gray I mean maybe Jerry D is like fully fit he's ready to go like that's the kind of guy I would want to punt on after he didn't play today I mean they have two days off which is tough but I mean you know I have Ducore I like him a lot I I could see that coming in maybe um, but like I guess like I would really be looking at like Watford and then our Arsenal is just I don't there are some also interesting. Single game week fixtures, like which are basically all punts. If you're, you know, in the competitive rankings, because most people wildcard and most people are bench boosting in, in like the top ten k and stuff. And so, any single game weeker is a huge punt. Liverpool are at Cardiff. You know, there are other there are other good fixtures out there. Chelsea are home. Burnley, like people are not on Salah. People are not on Hazard. Like that. That's. A place where you could easily see either of those players outscoring like fucking like Paul Son. and like Ramsey Son. and Son. Yeah. yeah, it's like that's very realistic. Or even like a city attacker. They've they have horrible fixtures, you know. So it might be an interesting route to go on a free hit since you're obviously not bench boosting because you can't play both. Like maybe on your free hit you just like really go hard on like City defense and 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 Liverpool and Chelsea attack or some shit like that and try and like beat out the rest of the people who are wildcarding bench boosting or something. I'm not sure. Just talking. Yeah, we're chatting. We're chatting. Yeah, FPL. We're just chatting. Yeah. The the one thing though that is a very nice thing for those free hitters. I don't know if you've seen this. I, I expect you don't because we were chatting about it on Slack for a few minutes. 
FPL a few days ago, I mean, we are very on record with thinking that whoever the fuck faceless men are in charge of the FPL towers are the dumbest fucks in the world. They threw in like two or three, four million priced brand new midfielders. Into what? The game. Tell, tell me what your thoughts are on that. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. There's like a Fulham guy and some other guy on some other fucking team, some like children I've never heard of. Oh, they put them in these the game. guys that made their debuts, yeah. yeah. But, but, but they're 4.0 million priced midfielders. Which has that never been done in the, in the history of FPL. Literally game week 34, they're like, here's some free, some extra free money. If you, maybe you didn't pay that much attention to team value. Don't worry. This player's less priced in this field, in this position, than we've ever introduced a player in the history of the game. <laughs> oh, that is really nice. Yeah, I mean, so but Harvey. This is the thing. It's like, let's yeah. talk about these puns. Harvey Elliott, born April 4th. Happy birthday, Harvey. In 2003, he just turned 16. Like, I mean, a he week could be. Ago. He could be a fucking toddler, like a three-year-old. I don't care who the person is. I care. The very notion that they there's no obviously there's no rule of like a minimum price of a defender must be X or a minimum price of course. The very notion that they introduce how many midfielders make their debut between game weeks one and thirty-eight who are 18 years old and play 13 minutes for the season. Many players. So many. Like look yeah. at the just look at the Watford team. Like I mean just look at some of these team pages. Look at how many fucking names there are. They have never introduced a 4 million midfielder in the game's history. And they just throw this out. maybe they have like 7 8 years ago I haven't been playing it since it was created but since I have been in like 5 years ago it's never happened before. What in the actual Fuck. Like, I just want to be in the room when they talk about this of like, hey, it's three weeks left. Should we rechange price structures of how we introduce players who are worthless? Like, <laughs> how could people just listen to that and have that conversation? Be like, yeah, Bob, like, that's a great idea. Great idea. Like, the next, it's like the next, like, they're going to be like some fucking 16 year old called up on Huddersfield defense from their fucking under. Threes team, and he's going to be priced at like two. <laughs> he's going to be like a two point five million defender, like tomorrow. Like that's where we're going. It's like just it's like Congolo's son. He's yeah, like, no, but like just have some fucking transparency. Like it's not too much to ask. Just fucking. Tell us what you're thinking. Like, say, like, okay, like, we're going to be doing this from now on. Like, we know we always introduce players at midfield at 4.5 min- minimum price, but this time we're doing these two at four. Like, you don't have free hit. Like, you think it's bubble, but we're going to test it out for the last few games. We can see how it goes. Like, just fucking tell us. Like, we're all humans. Like, we're <laughs> fucking adults. Like, just, they didn't even, I don't think they even put it on their official Twitter. It's- I saw it from like someone. Like I genuinely don't think on official appeal. Like normally they introduce someone. It's like Iguain from like Napoli, like nine yeah, five. Like Look at this that, picture. Like, like eyes, like eyes emoji. To like hype yeah. it up. Like, like yeah. I don't think they even like put that out into the world. But like I just saw from some other people. It's like, what are you doing? Like, it's just what the actual fuck are you doing? It's just I hate it. I fucking it's hate so it so much. Good. I love this rant. I love this rant so much. It's so fucking dumb though. It's, it's like it's so dumb. But it's, it's also so simultaneously dumb. considering the fact that like three-ish weeks ago 
I think it was three weeks ago. I was thinking Gimmick 32, maybe it was 31. They brought like Quainer back and like all of these guys who've been <laughs> loaned out since <laughs> August and they're more expensive than the new players that they added to the game. <laughs> it's, it's like, I mean, the, the, the things are just, it's, uh, it, I think that was more of like a technological issue that he was only available on the FPL app, which and is mobile, obviously. Yeah. That's also like run by the U3's Huddersfield team. (laughs) (laughs) That's obvious. It's ridiculous how bad that fucking piece of shit functions. They're like, ah, shit on the app didn't save. I'm like, well, you use the app. So, yeah. I mean, but that's the thing. It's like, oh, like, does every app work in my life? Because it's the year 2019 and this is like, people are smart in the world. It's like, the answer to that is yes. But the answer is no if you play FPL because you have the FPL app. The app does not work and it's, Patently just ridiculous. Yep. And the fact that like you could get a player on the app, but he's not available on the website because they can't figure out how to do that <laughs> is absurd. Like that is absurd. <laughs> Think about that. It's insane. Oh, That's like if you check your fucking Gmail on your computer and you delete emails and you look on your phone and they're all there and they're all there forever. Yeah, it's like exactly. what? They're what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? You yeah. can't even open them. They're just there. You can't, yeah, it's I. I don't know. I don't. I just don't know about it. Yeah. It's like what's an assist? Like you tell me, Mister. Like I'm going to introduce players at whatever price the fuck I want. It's oh my goodness. <laughs> this is one yeah, of the one good. of the rants of the season here. I'm loving this. It's, I mean, it's it's just pretty good. Like it's, it's so this is good. the other thing is like we spent like the amount of hours that millions of people like we have like there's so many FPL pods or so many people that play this game listen like put a lot of money on their mini leagues like Twitter or Facebook yeah there's so many millions the of people incompetence of the. I hope that there's more than one person running this. I don't know if there is because it seems like they there's one person who doesn't check their thoughts with another adult person with a brain. Yeah, it's insane how incompetent it is. It's fucking absurdly insane how bad the game is run and the rules are the lack of transparency. It's bonkers. It's just bonkers. I, I it's insane. Love it, love it. If you if you work at official field, please get in touch. FMLPL at gmail.com. Um, it's, it's just insane. Yeah, we'll bring him on for a fireside chat. Let's just <laughs> let's just go on, right? Let's just see captains and transfers and shit. Yeah, yeah that's one. Okay, that was great. I'm, swe- I'm sweating no, so that was, much. That, oh, I've, that was fucking amazing. I love that so much. Okay, so captains. What? Who are you on currently? Tough call. <sighs> Tough call. I I'm looking at two guys and uh it's it's uh Redders and Foster. Are you fucking kidding me? No, I'm, I'm dead ass, bro. Holy shit, you're off the rails. Yeah, I mean, I'm I've been really ballsing with my cap shouts recently. Yep. It's been good I, mostly. Yeah, it's been good mostly. I mean, I had the Callum miss, but otherwise I've been hitting pretty well and honestly, I'm just I'm looking at my city and my Spurs attackers, which are literally every one of my other attackers. And it's similar logic to the Huddersfield game this weekend with with Spurs. I don't know if Son or Erickson are going to play both. They have the game midweek. Erickson got another ninety logged. Like I just I just don't know. They they're going to have to rest someone. I I don't think at some Erickson, point they have to rest. Yeah. Like how is Erickson going to play four games in ten? Like he can't. He's not a center back. I the mean, amount of minutes that he's playing is crazy. Yeah, yeah. So I mean that home Bournemouth game is very scary to me. 
I think that they're going to probably go pretty good for the two city games. Like I think Son and Erickson probably will start both, and I think that we're going to see a similar team that they played against Huddersfield, home Bournemouth, which which puts me off Erickson and Son right away. And then you know it's it's the same logic applies with Kuhn and Sterling. Like they're going to have to get a bro- they're going to have to get a blow eventually. Um, and if they don't, and they do play all four and ten, I mean. Home Spurs at United. I don't think that they're going to have the legs to really like go that much. So I mean, Redmond. Honestly, it's it's just I. I full disclosure: I was very much thinking of Deeney before the red card today, because I mean, again, the Huddersfield argument, but also you know, home Southampton is not like a good fixture, but it's not it's not bad, and he's someone I expected to play both. But you know, Redmond. I, I think Newcastle. You know they they had a good performance uh, this weekend, but I, I I just don't I think that they're just closer to the beach, and I, I don't think that they've got a ton to play for. And you know we we talked about it last week. I mean that's why I had I, I went Redmond in the first place. Is just that we've we've both I think been very impressed with Southampton's performances and at Newcastle at Watford are like kind of the type of Redmondy games where you know they're going to get like a handful of. Fast break chances where he could be in there, so I'm thinking about that. But and then you know going back to Foster is just like they're at Huddersfield, which you know it's it's a tough one for me to think they'll let one in there. And home Southampton, I don't love that for a clean sheet at all. But I mean, I think that's like eight points from him for the double, right? Like that's what I would we think. We do say every season we have to remember for next season yeah. to captain a goalkeeper in a double. Yeah, I mean it, it always happens, but I mean it. it yeah, I, again, just, you know, I if, wish the fixtures were just a fucking smidge better for Redmond, and I would think it's less crazy because at Watford is is tough. That's a tough fixture. Assuming they're yeah. playing for stuff, they're they've shown themselves to be you know seventh or eighth best team in the league. So, like they're good. Yeah. So let me. So one other thing, right? Like we've talked about this whole thing, which is very new this season. But I've very much been coming on to like the third game in a three game in a week is tough, and I think that they're both going to be. Fa- they're obviously both going to be facing that situation in this game. But Southampton are still like kind of playing for something. Maybe less so. Maybe that's a fallacy. Yeah, they're they're pretty safe. I mean, they would they're have to like basically now. lose out, and Cardiff would have to win out. Almost not that. Yeah, that's you know exaggeration, but yeah, I mean they're yeah, they're, they're yeah. relatively so, safe. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't like again. I mean, I'm talking about my other attackers right now are Raz, Kuhn, Son, Eriksson, Urente. Like, I just don't see an option there. So I mean that's all. I mean it's coming back to Foster a little bit. Like you know, if if I hit eight on that, I'm fucking fine with that. You didn't end up going Salah, right? No, I have triple defense. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember. If I had Mo, I, I would probably go there. Yeah, he just seems better than the Spurs City yeah. guys. Yeah, and I'm nowhere near considering like I would need a minus eight or something. No, to do no, that. no, I'm yeah, not, you're not doing that. I, I mean I, that was another thing. What I I made a decision last week is that I'm just. Not going to have Mo, and I'm going to go on three defense and yeah, hope yeah. that my city, my city and Spurs attackers like get me there. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I I'm, wonder, I'm, like, is Gray arguably better than Redmond? I I've I haven't spent enough time thinking about it or looking at yeah. like what he's been doing. I, I just feel like the home know. Southampton is is better already than either of Southampton's fixtures. I agree. You know, that's just like a solid fixture. They're a good team, and then away Huddy is just that's Huddy. I mean, they're just. At, they're yeah. at least five times worse than Southampton or Newcastle. I agree. 
I agree. I just the, the difference is like I don't think Ray's good. Yeah. Yeah, like that's a problem. Um that's yeah, a problem. That is a problem. But that's basically where I'm at. And I it would feel like a very nice have a nice feel I think it would be a nice like full circle ish thing to captain a goalkeeper in a double game week. Never done it before. We talk about it every year. Like, you know, it's, yeah, it's it could for be the, cool. You it's said, for did the you wall, see Foster's howler today? Did he howl? The first uh. goal he carries that basically he was like he received a pass, took a little bit of a heavy touch, and Obbs closed him down. And as he was booting it, Obbs just blocked it, and it went in straight in. So he got an assist. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. No, you know, I was out all day, and I didn't have any cut highlights. Yeah, 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 but yeah, I, I mean, saying that obviously makes me not want to captain Foster. We'll, we'll see, but I don't know. I, I'm in bad. I'm in a bad place for captaincy this week. So we'll yeah, see. interesting. What, what it's you, a, it's a you, weird thing to be in a double after wild carding and be like not sure on captain. I mean, I'm on Jimenez right now with. With my vice on Salah as of right now, but um, yeah, I'm not sure if I'll stick there. I probably will, but it's really tempting to just go mo. Honestly, it just like it feels like Liverpool's momentum is is attached by the hip to Mo's momentum, and both are just flying right now. And I don't know away Cardiff, who are most likely going to be all but relegated by then. It's just like fuck. But yeah, I don't know. As of right now, I'm on Jimenez, and he's he's good. My first time owning him all year, so he'll probably just like red card and not start the second or like suspended or something. Expect the worst, you know. Yeah, plan for the worst and expect it as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's our that's our like like sigil. That's our bumper sticker that we should yeah. actually have printed. Um, and then so transfers. You're basically just going to use your one on Dini, right? Yeah, I mean that's what I'm thinking right now. Um, I mean, who knows? We'll see. We have some midweek games. A lot of my guys going. I, I wouldn't like hate if one of my guys died this week, so I could just take a hit and get like someone good instead of gray. But well, as of right now, yeah, it's it's just going to be a Dini Dini swap probably. What about nice. you? So I already took a minus twelve. <laughs> you didn't. I did right Are before you? we started. Like literally thirty minutes before we started, I was like, "Let me check the price rises on like all of the guys that I'm looking at." And I was like, "Oh, okay. Like Heaton's gonna drop, Rondon's gonna drop, Barnes is gonna drop. Like Jimenez is going up. Like Urente's going up. Like everyone, everyone I was looking at is going." Hold on, hold on. Let's just shut shut up. You sat here for oh, yeah. an hour. Oh yeah, 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 basically an hour and a half talking to me. Because we talked before we started recording. Some people call it talking, some people call it edging, gone. (laughs) (laughs) You're on a minus 12 right now? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just just popped it. I was just like, fuck it. Oh, my God. All right. And I'm having the season, for those who don't know, I'm sure everyone knows because I say it every week. I'm having just a very hellish season. One to forget in almost every way imaginable. And, you know, I often take hits at the end of the season and doubles and all that shit, and it usually works out well for me. So I was just like, yeah, fuck it. I'm just going to do this. Um, if you didn't get Redmond, dude, I'm going to lose it. I didn't get Redmond, but I have yeah, one more God. red flag still on my team, and I'm very much <laughs> looking at Redmond. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the 16th hit, won't, the 16 points won't take itself out. Honestly, of like team, 16, but... like, is, is, it's like a nice number, you know? Like, it's just like, it's you know, four, four squared. Four, Wait, yeah, right? four squared. Yeah, right. and divide by two is eight. It's always nice. Like, 16 right, so is good what, age, everything, you know. 
What moves did you make? Okay, so out. Heaton, Rondon, Barnes, Lejeune. All single game makers. Heaton and Nets. You don't have to like qualify why no, you remove them. I'm qualifying it for the listeners. They're all single okay. game makers. Like Barnes is home Chelsea away. Uh, I mean, sorry, away Chelsea, home City the next two. Lejeune is red flagged for eternity. He'll probably never play again, like, et cetera, et cetera. I brought in Gunn. Yorente, which is really risky, but like I said, I think I'm mainly just hoping he starts the second fixture, and I think all signs are indicating that it's not a serious injury, so I'm leaning on that. Jimenez and Cathcart, who seems like the only <laughs> nailed Watford defender. I don't know what the fuck to do with Watford. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I was looking, I was like, I like literally went to their site because I liked them. <laughs> Sorted by minutes, and I was like, "Wow, they actually have no nailed players in defense." Uh, that was—I don't know why I had a very strong reaction to Craig Cathcart. Has he been playing? I, I have no idea. Yeah, he started all but like three games all season, oh and God. no one else is remotely. You know, the next closest, other than Holes, who's red flagged, the next closest in minutes is Mariapa, who has a thousand less minutes than Cathcart. He's going to drop him for Britos immediately. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. No, I mean, I'm I mean sure those are this fine. will backfire, and it was no question. It was completely idiotic and rash, and I shouldn't have done it. I don't want to, like, inspire people to fuck their teams up and whatever, but, like, I, I just fucked it, whatever. No, but it's like not. Are you, so are you, gonna, are you thinking of bench boosting to try and, I'm like, thinking about come it. out yeah, even I'm thinking there? About it. I'm thinking about it, yeah. I mean, like you're transferring out just dead ass yeah. two point players like from your max, team, so. like ceiling two pointers. That's who I transferred yeah, out. Yeah, and I mean the other thing too. That's I mean being actually serious for a minute here, which is you know unlike us. But you have bench boots left, and there's like four game weeks left, and you have two red flags and yeah. several very bad players on your team. So that's the really, sooner you yeah. the sooner you get rid of them and make bench boost a viable option, even if it's for maybe an extra four or something rather than trickling into them. It's, it's okay. Yeah, that that was a huge factor, not gonna lie, in just my fucking rash decision to take this hit is that Basically, the way I saw it when I was looking at my team was those two guys who were Lejeune and, and Circus Charlie Daniels, like they were. Who told you to get? I don't want to talk about Charlie. that. I don't want to talk about that. Those two guys were going to be hits no matter what. Because there was never going to be a week from now, you know, through Game Week 38 where I was like, yeah, my team looks fucking great and like I'm good. Like I had tons of bad players, like you said, and they were just buried on my bench with two red flags out for the season, which is. Unfortunate, but I, so I'm just like taking initiative and dealing with them and trying to just, you know, maximize yeah, the amount of time that I can get yeah. out of these players and, and get the points back. So, and the other thing that's different is like, you know, if you already used your bench boost, then you could hide them for the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah. oh, I would have. That, so, like, that's, that's a key thing. Like, if you're listening, you're like, oh, well, he had these bad players. Like, you're going to be able to get value out of them because, like, you know, maybe. Whoever, one of the bench players comes in in 35 because someone gets rested after that right. big fuck fest on like City or Spurs that you have or like whatever. So, you know, it's likely that you'll be able to at least come out like zero on that. That's with the, the bench thing, boost. right? It's like 
I mean, I'm we're both kind of in the same boat, but like I, I'm always a huge proponent of taking hits for especially like a red flag guy in a double. Like I still have Circus Charlie Daniels. He's a hundred percent out for the rest of the season. I can do straight. What? what? Who's the manager? Well, Who's that's the manager? true. That's true. What, what team does he play? That's true. Okay. He could oh, be he, back next week. Because, Don't know. Oh, wait, we need another aside. Please inform me what Edward Howe told the American out of the mass media peoples about Steve Cook this week. What did he say? Hoping to have him back by the end of the season. Hasn't trained. Team sheet this weekend? <laughs> Steve Cook straight in. <laughs> so Daniels has probably just been playing for the last three weeks. Yeah. Oh, God. Keep going, keep going. No, so it's just saying I could do Circus Charlie just as an example, straight swap to Bednarek. And it's just, you know, Bednarek has not been dropped for one second since Hasenhoodle's come in. They have a double, they have really good fixtures 36, 37, 38. It's just like fairly likely that I at least am even on that because I'm just zero minutes, 180 minutes, even, you know. So what was that? Just a cough, you know. No oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, so you know, I'm just looking. I'm just having fun. You know, I'm just trying to live my life and just be okay. Maybe I'll get in uh, one of the 16 year olds, one of the under under three team members, and just start them or something. <laughs> but that's yeah, where I'm, I'm at. I'm ex- yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I think it's fine. You know, again, you know, you're, you're going to have opportunities to like need the rotate, and you, there's still a few weeks left. I think it'll yeah. be okay. Yeah. So here we are. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm interested. I'm excited to do the. I mean, I'm obviously excited for the season ten. Fucking hate FPL, but the post mortem, <laughs> the post mortem the season. Like, I, I've I just checked because you said you're on like a minus five thousand, and I've taken four hits all season. I mean, I was really conservative for the majority of the season too, which is actually really interesting because that's a totally brand new strategy for me. And for both of dude, are you kidding me? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean before. Yeah, I mean, I took, there was a middle part of the season where I took a bunch of hits. 14, 15, 17, I took one hit each of those weeks. Other than that, I took a hit in game week six and 23 and this week. So like yeah. very few. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was we'll, terrible. We'll, yeah. Yeah, we'll get there at the end of the season. But yeah. I'm yeah, still yeah. not sure. Like I need, I need t- t- hours to figure out what happened this year. Oh, I, for not. me, it's so easy, but I don't want to get into it now, <laughs> but it's just like, yeah, let's. Jimenez, you know, just like I had Mitrovic for 12 weeks and everyone else had Jimenez. Like I had like blah, blah, blah. I don't know. So many bad players have been through my locker room, but blah, 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 blah. But yeah, that's where I'm at. So I'm, I'm fucking just injecting syringe emojis, just all slack syringe emojis. Minus 12. Oh my God. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to go up from there let's be honest here right. there's no there's no reason to have charlie daniels in my team i'm just going to get him out and bench boost probably or something so fuck it um all right we got 15, 15 pointer from from him this weekend's fall charlie daniels yeah oh yeah, sure. yeah 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 starts sure. at like left wing yeah no how's going to be like oh did, did I say season-ending surgery? That I, I misspoke. I meant he's fully fit. Like, oh, okay, got it. Got he it doesn't out. even acknowledge the lies, though. What he would actually say is just like, yeah, it's really big for us that Charlie Daniels came back. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, okay, he's consummate, consummate teammate, like always pushing, always yeah. chirping to the physio's ears, like, I'm fine, I'm fine. Like, great guy. Yeah, just yeah. great. Great to get him back this week. 
A few new Patreon friends this week. We got Danny Farmer. We got Larry White. And we got someone who goes by the Essex Ghost. So that's yeah. He put in a nice, nice titty action uh, emoji con thing for his profile picture or whatever. Really? Oh yeah, it was nice. Oh, I haven't checked it out. I can't wait. Get in there. He's a good guy. Very happy to have him. Yeah, we have a Game of Thrones channel now, so no one spoils and shit. I couldn't have left a channel faster in my life. You know, it's fun. (laughs) It's fun for everyone else. I guess we we didn't even talk about that. I just did it. I I, like got out of. What was I doing? I was like, (laughs) hey, I'm with friends or something. I like opened my phone. I had all these notifications, and it was just like. Game, I was like in a channel called like Game of Thrones or something, and I was just like, "What is this?" And it was all just like people like posting like dragons like drinking wine or some bullshit. And I was just like, "I just I just left immediately." And just like, okay. No, but you can understand. Like we were, I mean, obviously it was behind the scenes chatter, but like everyone's talking about everything oh, all the yeah, yeah. time in Slack. So it's like you know, people actually were like, "Oh, this is a great idea." No, for that obviously spoiler it perspective, you. it's incredible yeah. for my. Care level, it's it just couldn't be less. It was just you know, if I had if I had that channel in my team, oh my god, I would have hit it out so long ago. It would have felt amazing. You're you're a wizard now, Harry. (laughs) Yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah, I mean, everyone's been talking about it. So yeah, Um, cool. All right, any last words? No, let's get out of here. Check us out at fmlfield.com. Follow on Twitter at fmlfield. Support us at patreon.com slash fmlfield. Subscribe to your future.